Hello, I'm Hannah Bushbaum, co-founder of The W Source. You're listening to The W Wisdom Series. The W Source is an exclusive network of female professionals and service providers who are interested in growing their referral network and their businesses. The Wisdom Series is a forum to hear from the experts within our membership. To learn more about how you can benefit from connecting with professional women across the nation, visit thewsource.com. Well, hello everyone. I'm Hannah Bushbaum, co-founder of The W Source and Santa Barbara Chapter Head. I'm so excited to welcome you to the first episode of the W Wisdom Series hosted by The W Source. Today, we are joined by Lauren LaForge. She's a founding member of one of the Santa Barbara chapters as well as intimately involved in our Manhattan Beach chapter. And I just want to share with you um, that I am so excited to have Lauren here. Welcome for a multitude of reasons. One, you've been with the W Source since the very beginning, and two, we spent the last two years building best practices together. Uh, Lauren is a sales and business coach with Southwestern Consulting, has uh, started and sold three businesses, is a superstar, and my personal business coach. So welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you, Hannah. Yes, it is awesome to be involved, and I'm so honored to be on our inaugural webinar. So thank you. A little housekeeping before we jump into it. If you guys have a question for Lauren, she's very much into the interactive, as am I. Please feel free to raise your hand or use the chat feature. We'll be keeping an eye out for that and I'm happy to answer any questions as they come up. We'll also have time at the end for Q&A. Um, this is a live stream, but it will be recorded. So if you have to jump off, we'll have it available at the wsource.com. As part of this experience, though, I'd love for the members to get a sense for how you got involved with the W Source and where we started, and honestly, how far you and I have come since we met maybe a little over three and a half, four years ago. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions before you share with us a little bit about your topic today? Let's do it. Okay. So, how did you find the W Source? This is a great story since you've been with me since the beginning. So, but I'd love to hear it in your own words. Yes. Um, so, this is a fantastic story because. When Hannah started coaching uh, with me, we actually went through and we always pick our three biggest goals. Like, what are the big goals if you could accomplish something this year? What would it be? And one of Hannah's goals was that she wanted to start something in the community that impacted women. That's where it started. And so our um, joke is that the W source came because Hannah is an amazing student. And her action item was to brainstorm how could she impact women. And on that very next call is when she came, came to the call and said, oh my gosh, I had this great idea. Um, and that was where the W Source was birthed. So um, I feel very excited and honored that I got to be a part of kind of giving you permission, Hana, to brainstorm and let this, um, this neat project and group come to life. Well, and it's great to have you as a resource because, as I mentioned, she started many businesses, worked with entrepreneurs and business owners. So really having you in the brainstorming phase has been really fun because you have some of these problem solving or techniques um, that have really helped me when I got stuck or overwhelmed, as we all do as business owners or professionals. Yeah, absolutely. So the second question is, what is something you've learned by attending a W Source meeting or a one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, so I personally love how we have member spotlights. And so I've had a chance to visit a lot of different chapters as they're having some of their first meetings or they start to have their, their member spotlights. And so one thing that I learned that I laughed about was um, I learned a lot about insurance and I'm gonna highlight it a little bit later on in my um, talk. But yeah, I, when Dina Mabry shared at her member spotlight, I got to learn a lot about uh, long-term care insurance and it was lovely. So I, I got smarter through my attendee, attending of the WSRS. That's great. And we all have these one-on-ones. So you go to your monthly meeting and then you get assigned somebody randomly. What's your favorite way to connect with them offline? Is it going for a walk, a coffee? What's your favorite way of really building that referral relationship with that person? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love connecting with people. And so I actually have an upcoming one-on-one -on -one, and we have planned an ocean walk. So we thought that's a good way to get exercise as well as connect. Um, yeah, so I think being creative with it, but obviously breakfast and coffee and just actually having kind of a dramatic break in your day is, is refreshing. So I think the one-on-ones are, are healthy for business and, and connection. That's awesome. Um, well, I'd like to return the rest of the episode over to you. Lauren is going to talk to us a little bit about how to get the most referrals and just the, the greater connection, more importantly, from the W source. 
And I think some of the tips and techniques you've taught me along the way, but continue to train our groups um, would be really applicable to everybody who's listening in with this live stream. So with that, I'll turn it to you. Uh, once again, I'm Hannah Bushbaum, co-founder, and I'm here with today with the sales and productivity coach, Lauren LaForge. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to get started. And obviously, the one of the main reasons why you guys um, join WSources, I imagine, yes, you want to get new friendships in the community. I imagine you want to bond with people. But I imagine there's also some additional reasons why you want to join. Um, some of those goals, right? What do you want to get out of the W source? So feel free to jot in our chat what you want to get out of your W source chapter. So I'll give you uh, 30 seconds. This is going to be an interactive class. So jot in there. What are some things that you want out of your W source chapter? You see the panel board. It should be easy to reach on the side there. It says type a message. Some things I know that people want out of these groups usually are increased income, increased impact. Oftentimes they want to help have a bigger market share, so they want to you know, big, be bigger in their marketplace. Um, but a lot of times we want time back as well, right? If you can take the time to spend a great lunch with women once a month and then get some great inbound ideal leads, that is actually you saving time in your day as you grow your business. So I know there's a lot of reasons, but it all usually boils down to referrals. And so referrals really is kind of the core of this group. So if we're not asking for and getting referrals, then we're just having a great lunch. So I want to encourage you guys, a lot of this stuff with referrals, it's kind of fun. There are three basics. So this is what we have to, to work with us today, the three basics of referrals. And um, the idea of this is, obviously, we can have, um, let's say if you want to lose weight. What are the things you need to do to lose weight? Hannah, I'll let you answer that. Hannah, if you want to lose weight, what do you have to do? You have to exercise and eat right. Oh, perfect. Do we all do that on a daily basis? Not as much as we'd like to. Not as much as we'd like to. So I found that referrals, there are some basics where it's not rocket science. We all know it. We've heard it. But the question is, are we doing it? And if we do, we will actually make our experience in WSource be ridiculously lucrative as well as fun. Um, and so we want to make sure that we go over what are these tips, techniques, best practices, and how can we make sure that we're applying them to our business and our chapter? So the first one is we want to have clarity. We want to have clarity clarifying our ask. Um, oftentimes, when people talk about referrals, uh, they're very general about it. And so we need to make sure that people understand crystal clear who we want to get introduced to, as well as referral partners we want to get introduced to. The second one is we need to actually do the ask. I know this sounds really simple, but this goes back to our gym exercise. If you have a gym membership, it doesn't mean you'll actually lose weight. It's kind of sad. Um, I know I've talked to Hannah. We use the analogy. If you if you pet the elliptical, uh, you don't actually lose weight. We, we actually have to get on it and get moving. And so um, we're going to work on some best tips and techniques of when, how do I ask for referrals? Typically, there's some fear around asking. So we're going to work on that. And then the third part we're going to work on is this idea of give to get. Uh, it's it's the, the law of reciprocity. We can't just be waiting for people to just be giving, giving, giving to us while we're sitting there and we're not actively giving back. So we're going to work on some best practices to be aware of how we can give in order to get referrals back. So um, grab a piece of paper and a pen if you don't have one already. And I would love at the end of this meeting that you guys actually have a clear game plan and you are more equipped to ask referrals at your next one-on-one -on -one or your next meeting. So the first part we're talking about is the clarifying the ask. And like I said, we're going to get down to some basics here. And so when we clarify the ask, we want to create, sometimes people, they ask and they say, uh, Hannah's a financial advisor. So Hannah might say, you know, who do you know who wants to invest their money? And someone might respond. What would they respond, Hannah? 
Um, yeah, but it, sometimes it's hard to get people to talk about money. It's a taboo subject. Right. Sometimes yeah. You got to get a little bit more specific if that's where you're going. Uh, oh, you've got me. All right. She does see my head slide, but no, she, we've worked on this. So if we're too general, then heck yeah, people give us a great excuses. They go with all kindness, with all love in their heart. They say, gosh, Hannah, I'd love, I just can't think of anyone right now. Or they might say, Hannah, you know what? Let me think about that and I'll get back to you. And do they ever get back to you? No. No, oftentimes they don't. They go on to the next thing. They drive their kids to soccer practice. Life moves on. They forgot all about your very generic broad ask. And so we want to work on this thing. So it's going to be a little bit of a funnel. And the idea is to help us to clarify the ask. And uh, we call it, you want to kind of jog their memory. And so just like that old school Rolodex, instead of saying, who do you know who has money they want to invest? we want to list off locations and situations of our ideal clients. And so I know from Hannah, some of her ideal locations might be, who are some coworkers? Who uh, in your family? Who in your neighborhood, right? So these are separate different locations where people could think of a smaller group of people. Uh, so if someone, Hannah, I know you don't have kids yet, but let's say if you did have kids and we said, who at your son's soccer game, you might be able to picture those maybe eight moms who always go and all of a sudden you're picking, picturing a group of eight people instead of the 1,000 people in your cell phone or in your Rolodex. Um, so I'd love for you guys on the other end, please jot this down. So locations, jot down where are the people that you want to meet? What are some smaller subset groups you can be asking for? Who at the gym? Who are your favorite clients? Who do you know from other networking groups? These are all different location questions. The second thing we want to ask are situations. So oftentimes, and Hannah's really good at her ask, but she'll bring up, right, um, life transitions. Life transitions, people typically need a financial advisor. So they might need if an event like divorce, death, having a baby, uh, retiring. These are all situations when people most likely would want to talk to an advisor. And so we want to get good at asking in this way, who do you know in your neighborhood who might be retiring soon, who in your family uh, just had a kid, and then it helps people easily identify names. I know this is basic, but the question is, are we doing it? How vague is your ask compared to how specific it is? And then the third thing is referral partners. So we're going to switch to the next slide, and I'll give you an example, a little case study. This is a good friend of mine who I met through the W source, um, good old Dina Mabry. And uh, Dina sells insurance, um, long-term care insurance and life insurance. And Dina, when we worked on this exercise, um, she was great at figuring her locations and situations for ideal clients. But that said, I couldn't think of anyone. I wanted to give her a referral. I couldn't think of anyone. So I thought of, wait a minute, Dina, who are your ideal referral partners? Who do you want to get introduced to? And Dina said, oh. I love working with, I guess you might know, Hannah, who does Dina love as a referral partner? Uh, professional women inside of her W source. And? Female financial advisors. You got it, financial advisors, yes. So when Dina explained to me, you know, I actually work a lot with financial advisors, female or male, and they are the ones who introduce me to clients because they are helping people through life transitions and their money and thinking about the future. So that's a great referral. So I thought, wait a minute, who do I know who knows a lot of um, financial advisors? And luckily enough, another client of mine, he works, his name's Keith, and he works with lots and lots of financial advisors. He's a wholesaler. So I was able to introduce Dina to Keith outside of the W source group, they connected at Dunkin' Donuts, she likes to remind me, and they um, had so many new referrals for each other. Uh, Dina has gotten great business or new relationships, as well as Keith, everyone's happy. So be thinking outside the box when you're clarifying. If people don't know the ideal client to introduce you to, then heck yeah, ask them, 
who do you know who knows a lot of my ideal referral partners or who do you know who is an ideal referral partner? So think outside the box when we ask. Uh, we're having a few technical difficulties. I'm sure Lauren will be back in just a second. Um, Lauren, can you hear us okay? Lauren's going to call right back. Um, while she's while she's calling back in, you know, I think this is great no matter what referral partner she is. A couple of times she was talking about, she talked about uh, working with financial advisors, but our membership represents all different types of categories. So if you're a realtor and you typically work with clients, are you there? Lauren, can we hear you okay? She's Our webcam's back and she's just getting there, getting the voice back. Um, but if you're a realtor and you're uh, working on, uh, you know, a specific targeted area, Debbie Ponticus is an example. She works in a certain area called Arcadia in Scottsdale. She's in our Scottsdale One office. So who do you know that works in Scottsdale that is looking to downsize their home and who do you know that they typically work with? Did I do that okay, Lauren? You did great. Thank you. I don't know why we had, I, I flew off for a sec. Perfect. No problem. I was wondering, one of the questions that came in, so I was filling some time, was uh, could you do it? So I'm not a financial advisor. Could you, um, I'm, a, I'm an attorney. Could you do this case study with three things in a couple of different professions for us? Absolutely. Great question. So for an attorney, absolutely. Um, it depends, obviously, which uh, area of law you're working in. Um, so maybe pop to that person which area. But I do work with an attorney who is a business law attorney. And so his ideal introductions, when he took the time to think about it, was being introduced to um, small business owners, being introduced to people who were um, uh, influential, so other lawyers, ironically, because they would be referring business to each other. Uh, he also needed to get um, introduced to financial advisors because they are influential in people's life and their business. Uh, CPAs, because he worked a lot with um, all of that. There was a lot of, if you just kind of think like, who can give me leads? Um, and then locations and situations were things like, who in your, um, you know, who are uh, lawyers in Santa Barbara or Dallas um, who are really proactive in the community? Who are lawyers that you really admire who are active in family law? Um, who are uh, business owners you know who write a lot of contracts? Uh, who do you know who's involved with a lot of entrepreneurs? So we started to think through who could introduce him to his five or six key introducers, if that, or, or clients. Um, yeah, did that person write back? What is their category? Uh, they're a litigation attorney. So you, I think you got the kind of cover. It was like someone feeling in con like conflict would be my, my situation Absolutely. that I would recommend. Absolutely. Yeah. Who do you know who, um, oftentimes, sometimes people don't know who's in conflict. And so getting connected to other people who work with companies typically are big, better and stronger at um, letting you be that person in their back. Um, so that's where the being connected with the CPAs, financial advisors, um, insurance reps, people who are um, people who do HR would be good as well. Like people who know the inner workings of a lot of companies will be good resources for you. And then heck yeah, if you if you bring up um, you know who do you know owns who owns a business um, and sometimes struggles with employee um, issues, uh, you can bring up conflict ish, um, uh, issues as well. Yeah. As situations. And I think it's, you know, with, you know, a large group like Santa Barbara has, and as each of the chapters grow, I think one of the things that's important is that not every month are we going to have a direct client referral, although that would be fantastic. So how can we be in front of each other and thinking of other people we can connect with? And that's something, Lauren, you and I have worked so closely on and just being able to, to create a network and create connections, even if they're not a direct client referral. Heck, yeah, absolutely. And so um, for your example, that's great of, of litigation is asking everyone in your group, hey, guys, I work with, with companies in conflicts. Who do you know who works with a lot of companies or who owns a company? Because they might know other business owners. So getting like knows like. So start to get out um, into people who are like your ideal client or like your ideal referral partner. Lauren, Perfect. I don't think this is in your, your presentation, but I figure you can address it now since someone asked it so uh, wonderfully is uh, 
to get a list of feeder questions for referral best practices. So how do you incorporate the right questions to start getting into this conversation and then being able to use this, 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 these three tips to be able to answer that or be in a discussion? So how do you yeah. get to that place? Totally. Okay, that's our next one. So let's move to the next slide. Thank you. You keep it up so well. <laughs> Great question, Lelia. Yeah, thank you. So the idea of doing the ask, this sometimes we're like, yeah, yeah, I know what to do. I've read the blogs, I've seen the videos, but it's awkward when I'm in person. And so um, I can definitely empathize. Um, so if we actually pay attention, so in doing the ask, the first question is when, right? So um, we'll have um, in, in this question of when do I ask, um, we can obviously ask in our W source groups. Um, a great way is if you're doing your, um, your member spotlight, be crystal clear with people. You can, um, in, in member spotlights, I usually encourage people, share a success story, share a story that explains your ideal situation of working with someone so that they can remember it. Um, if you work with people in different situations, then share two stories. That's fine. Stories are memorable. People can understand what you do better. Um, but then go ahead and you can spend the last five minutes of your member spotlight just clearly explaining locations, situations, and um, referral partners and um, combining them. And I encourage the best practice I've found is just to write a list of all the locations, then all the situations, and then you can kind of pair them up. So, um, like I had said, you know, who at your gym has a, you know, um, mother who, you know, has a family member who's recently gone through divorce or, or um, death. And it's, you know, it's kind of pairing those together. Um, obviously, the more specific we get, it's harder for people to think of, um, but if it's too broad, it's hard as well. So, you want to get in the middle ground. Um, the second place, obviously, we can be doing it is at, at our one-on-ones. The cool thing is we're in this group to get referrals. So please never ever feel awkward if your people are just chatting away about the weather and their kids and their vacation. You have freedom to say, well, I actually prepared this list of questions I wanted to ask you. And you can, you have full permission to present that. Um, I often, when I set up a meeting with someone, I call it a referral coffee or a referral lunch. And that's how I send it on the invite because I don't want them thinking that we're just getting together to bond. I love bonding. It's great, but I'm spending this in my business hour because I want to grow my business. And so, and I want to help people. My, I believe in my product and service. So I'm doing the world a disservice by not asking and by chatting about the weather. And so um, you have permission to elbow the person after 15 minutes of chit chat and then move into um, asking mode. And um, something that I think is really great is actually to hop on the LinkedIn of the person you're going to go meet with. You can do LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever you'd like and um, pick out 10 to 20 people who would be ideal introductions for you. So if you are a lawyer and you do want to get introduced to um, or we'll do realtor. We'll get a new example. If you're a realtor and you want to get introduced to people who are in insurance and financial advising and family law attorneys, then put that name into the search category and look at their first or second connections to that person. And um, then a big list will come and go ahead and just copy and paste those names onto a list. So you come to that meeting with 10 or 20 names listed out, I usually write the person's name and then I put a dash and then I put the company name. So it's pretty simple. And I present it to them during that um, meeting. And it's a really good transition point. You also look like a very organized person because you took the time before the meeting to pre-give them a prompt of who of these 20 people would be good. These are the type of people I want to get introduced to. Um, I usually give people permission. I say, okay, go ahead and mark off anyone who's not a fit. If there's your arch enemy is on there, a bad, you know, ex, ex boyfriend or, um, you know, or if there's someone you don't know on the list, mark them off. No big deal. Uh, that usually leaves about seven to eight good names that then I go to, um, uh, the next steps. You can hit, hit the next one. You're saying, who else? 
It is not greedy or bottom feeder. It's us being professional women. Ironically, there's a, a study, there's a book called Lean In. I'm sure you've all heard of it with Cheryl Sandberg. And she says that women don't get the raises in those C-suite positions because they don't ask. They say that men ask for the price they want and that paycheck and that raise. And women, we just keep going, generalized speaking. So um, be brave, be the one who asks who else. So once you go through that list, flip the paper over and literally just start going through your memory joggers and say, all right, who, who else? Who else do you know who's a lawyer? Who else do you know who's a mortgage rep? You know, that type of thing. Um, the next one is then we want to find a compliment about them. Uh, this, I think, is the neatest way to... Uh, learn about the person, the prospect you're going to be reaching out to is to ask the question, what do you respect and admire about them? And so instead of sometimes people will give you a lot of random information like, oh, his sister lives three blocks down from me. And you're like, okay. So I like to keep it professional and keep it as a compliment that I can then pass along. And so I like to say, what do you respect and admire about Hana? And then Hannah gets to give me some amazing, or, or whoever I'm asking, gives me an amazing compliment about Hannah. And then I move to the next person on the list that they had liked, and then the next one. So I get a list full of compliments about the people that I'm going to be calling. Um, I don't know about you guys, if you, maybe not, but sometimes you get a referral name, and then you get all nervous, and you build it up in your head, and you don't actually even call them. I don't know if this has ever happened. Um, and so this usually helps me also have confidence to call them like, oh, she said that she's this great connector and she's had this great, amazing foundation of a nonprofit. So I have some, a talking point already. Um, so our next thing is we want to make sure we're getting an introduction email. So there's a little of, of just basics of, of etiquette. Um, I found it's easiest if people introduce me through an email. So they introduce the person they're introducing me to and me and they say right lauren meet hana hana meet lauren so hana's this lauren's that have a great time connecting then in email and etiquette i will then respond and i will um respond to the um the email i usually will move whoever introduced me i move them to bcc yes so it's really yes why hana because we all have a thousand emails a day and there's nothing worse than getting caught up in an email train going back and forth saying, yes, I can meet at 12 p.m. on Thursday. Oh, wait, sorry, never mind. Oh, this, that. And you're, it has nothing to do with you other than you made the introduction. Yeah. Yes. So in respect for everyone, you write the response and you say, oh, thank you so much for the introduction. Uh, I'm, you know, moving you to BCC. Move them to BCC. Then start just be responding and set up your time. So that is a, a just a little, you know, email etiquette. Um, some important things, though, is you want to make sure you keep that referrer in the loop of what's going on. Um, so you feel free to send them a thank you note, thanking them for the introduction. Some people send thank you gifts, like a gift card to Starbucks or something, um, or a, a lunch out somewhere. Um, feel free to go ahead and um, you can it can give them that update of this is how things are progressing. If they weren't a good introduction, if you met with them and you're like, ooh, man, they were way off. That Nope, that was actually was not my ideal referral. Um, you should let the person know, but not in a long drawn out email. Just pick up the phone and say in a few words like, hey, thank you so much. It ends up that she is looking more for this type of lawyer. But in the future, if this or this you find out about, send those to me. So um, just kind of making sure we're all helping each other be better at this. Uh, let's see if I had other, I had a list of tips. I reached out to Austin Lampson, who's another member, um, and she had little updates here. Uh, she said, which I love this one, she said to plant referral seeds in your conversation. So obviously at your w, w Source meeting, be sure to bring this person up. You know, I want to thank so-and-so for introducing me to Hana. Uh, it was great. And so make sure you bring them up. You highlight them at your meeting. And then also uh, you can use that conversation when you're talking to other people. So, yeah, at my W source, 
I'm a part of this women's networking group and I was introduced to an ideal client. It was great. So um, it's a, you can use, plant it for other people to give you more referrals. Yeah, I would say, and we, we encourage those in case study practice just to add on, you know, not just thanking them and saying, thanks, Lauren, for introducing me to uh, Allison DeBoss. Hi, Allison, how are you? Good to see you. But also saying why that was a good connection, because what you're doing at the WSource meeting is then educating everybody in the room about why that was a good connection for you, and you get to reinforce who you are and what you're looking for. So it's a great way to say, or, or be honest and say, I wasn't able to help them, but I was able to refer them to someone else, and it was a great way for me to leverage the network. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, perfect. And so, and that Hannah just said a, a perfect one. And I put, I actually, I forgot to highlight, I, I put Allison's picture up there, but um, it was great. I knew Allison wanted to grow her business. I knew Hannah wanted to have a WSource group in the South Bay. Easy introduction um, that ends up helping two people reach their goals. Um, okay, so our um, last part, our third step here is give to get. I really love this imagery. I wish I had nails that beautiful all the time. Um, so in give to get never just be a re receiver of referrals. It is so um, easy to just be on that end where referrals are coming in and uh, we forget that we should be grateful and, and giving or we're on the opposite. We're not getting referrals in and we're a little bit bitter. Why well, should I help so and so and no one's even giving me leads, right? And so um, we want to be ridiculously intentional on giving leads. So um, this is my suggestion. So our next little tab, I have a challenge for you guys. And Hannah, I gave this challenge to you. What was my challenge that I gave you? So I use um, Wonderlist, which was a referral from Lauren, to kind of track who's in my W source and how often, and it allows you to put reminders on a 30 every 30 days. So I try to touch base with everyone in my group if I don't see them at a meeting or whatever, at least every 30 days. And the challenge you gave me, I believe in two weeks I had to do it, maybe two and a half weeks, um, mm -hmm. to make an introduction to someone they could benefit from meeting to everybody in my W source group. And even if it was just, hey, this is a nonprofit that I went to an event and here's the, the charity director and I think you could have a lot of synergies. So for me, um, one of the examples I'll give a case study is Christy Rothschild is a dear friend and she's an, a discrimination attorney in my group. So she practices employment law, but focuses on the plaintiff side. And that was a really tricky one for me because I'm a, I'm a business owner. So for me, if I'm referring her a client, it's because I've done something wrong or my, you know, there's something upset. Um, so for me, it was like a total opposite side and what I realized was there were a lot of nonprofits that need to know about her because as part of, of their um, education process and having people come through their programs, they can really benefit from knowing that she's a resource for people that feel like they don't have a voice in the community. So I was able to introduce her to a charity coordinator of a large nonprofit, and she ended up deciding to do a little pro bono work in exchange for getting some referrals down the line. Awesome. Very cool. Perfect. So yes, so the challenge that I gave Hana, which she of course did with glowing stars because she's an A student, was she needed to make a list of everyone in her W source group. She needed to be tracking what referrals she was giving out and getting in. You can do this on Excel. You can do this in a notebook. Uh, the resource that we used was called Wonderlist. It's free. You can download it. It's awesome for making lists of people that you want to follow up on, have reminders, kind of a CRM-ish thing. Um, so uh, with that, she realized there were like five members she hadn't given any introductions to in the whole year. And it wasn't intentional. It was it just people hadn't come to mind for her to refer. And so by ch challenging herself to have to give a referral to everyone in the group by the end of the year or by the end of two weeks or whatever challenge you want to have, you will in, induce more referrals back to you because when you're a giver, you will end up getting in, in, in return. Um, there's actually a good book I'll recommend. It's called The Go-Giver. It's very short. It's a fun listen on Audible and it has this philosophy of reciprocity. And so um, I encourage you, if every member of all the resource chapters would intentionally give at least one referral or introduction to some version of a connection that could help someone's business to grow, then we will all be making more money in our w, from our W source chapters. 
So um, let's all hold each other accountable to this because we will all win in the end, right? Absolutely. Okay, awesome. So I challenge you guys one homework. So one homework assignment is to write out your clear list. Your second homework assignment is to actually ask. You have permission to interrupt, talk about the weather, to ask about referrals. Prepare those LinkedIn lists. I can send you guys some examples. And then the third part is give a referral to everyone in the group. So our last thing that I had planned for you guys is um, this is this is a PS. So I just want I put a picture up here of me running my first marathon. I'm joking. That's not me. If I if I run for 10 minutes, I'm very excited. Uh, this is more like me. Yes, there you go. She's 96 years old. Um, so the idea of this is that um, we are um, in a marathon. We're not in a sprint. And so when you are thinking of the W source and your participation in this, uh, don't be thinking like, oh, this year, I don't think I got any, you know, referrals in. Is this worth my time? Um, I work with clients all over the country. The amount of people, if they've been in a referral group for at five, six, seven, sometimes 10 years, usually one third of their business comes from their referral group. It is amazing because they chose to put their seeds down, have the marathon mentality, and um, they were able to have a really powerful growth in their business. Um, so I just want to remind you, heck yeah, we're going to sprint every mile, right? Each of our like water stations. Um, but this is a marathon. So have that in mind. Plan to be um, pouring in and building these relationships for the next five, six, seven years, and you'll be amazed at the growth you get from your business. So marathon mentality, girls, we can do this. And the last thing I just wanted to bring up is what you focus on increases. I'm sure you've heard this before. If we focus on uh, that things aren't working in our business or we focus on just waiting for referrals, uh, things won't grow. But if we focus on giving referrals and if we focus on being intentional to ask, uh, it, things will increase. So focus on your referrals this year and things will grow. So there you go. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in, girl. Okay. So we've got quite a few of you still on the line. Feel free to um, – uh, you have to basically ask us a couple of questions because there's no way that any of you have participated in the W source and not thought about referrals and what is the return on investment and is this worth my time and am I going to make connections? Lauren's here as a resource. I can personally attest to when I got stuck or I was feeling frustrated, she had some great ideas. So I'm going to open it up to questions. If you could use the chat box just so we don't spam each other and don't all talk at once, I'll uh, leave it up <laughs> for that. Hold on one second. Well, we let a few come in. Let's see. Okay, this is a great one. And, and this is something I struggle with personally too, because it's sometimes what happens if, if you feel like people are being really clear and you've expressed it and you've done Lauren's three things and you're still not getting referrals. Lauren, do you have any suggestions for like reinvigorating that relationship or touching base for a second time? So let's say you go to a one-on-one, -on -one, you, you do the situation, the location and, you know, ask for referral partners and then nothing happens. What do, what do you do to follow up so that you're not bugging that person, but also trying to continue the conversation? Got it. Yeah. You know, you know it's fascinating because um, we, that is a very frustrating situation. I imagine. Was this a question someone typed in? Yeah. Someone typed in. It was a long, it was a long one. They put like a whole story, but I totally relate to this because there's so many times. Yeah. Heck yeah, I, I empathize with you, girl. Um, so, uh, heck yeah. So sometimes there are, you know, ironically, people who, first of all, they're not that good at giving referrals. Um, they're not that open. Sometimes people have a bit of um, fear and lack, and so they're cautious to give referrals. I don't know if you've ever ran into that. Um, so I'd say one is keep that abundance mindset. If you've been crystal clear and things aren't coming um, back to you, have them on a drip cycle, of course, and, and um, reach out. But then I would be a little bit more specific to maybe ask introductions to colleagues of theirs. Because if they're the type of industry you want to work with, but they're not introducing you to people, um, 
obviously they're part of your W source, you're still gonna um, bond with them, but we're gonna ask them, who are more people in your office? Who are more, who are other people in your industry that I should know? Um, keep that abundance mentality. If sometimes we too often sit in like uh, fear and victimhood and it's like, but I did everything I could. Oof. And I would say instead say that idea, right? Who's next? Who else can help me? Um, and let that person leverage you to some better introducers. So that would that would be my two cents. Good job on being clear. That person may not be um, either getting it or they might not know the right people. So we need to just think, okay, who are more people like in that industry that I should know? So leverage them as a trampoline and ex don't expect them to necessarily be a source. Not everyone's gonna be your best referral source um, in the group. If you get five strong referral sources in your group, awesome like you're you're doing great so not to be okay if people aren't giving you aren't the best ones does that make sense great yeah that's uh, in your mentality don't be a victim we got it okay so the next one is what's the best venue for a monthly meeting which is i think more geared towards me but lauren feel free to weigh in i would say any place that speaks professional because it's not really about where you meet as a group it's really about being able to hear each other sit around a table um, I like the round conference room table. If you can find one big enough for your entire group, I think that's a really nice format. It puts everybody physically at a level playing field. If you've got sort of like the, the education class, that means somebody's in front and everybody else is behind. And physically, I think that creates a little bit of a discourse between the chapter head or whoever's talking and the group. So I like to meet in a round table, I think a conference room or a boardroom. It puts you all as advisory and, and on a peer level. Lauren, do you have any ideas for a good venue? Yeah, if no one in your group has a conference room, then um, absolutely. I know that um, HANA, um, our group, we've done at, um, like a work zone, so co-working space, you can rent a room out. Um, and sometimes if you talk to enough people in the community, you can usually get an in or a, a discount. Um, also, uh, restaurants uh, oftentimes have like a back separate room, or even if it's a quiet restaurant that doesn't get bustling in um in the the day that can be another uh option so i think um yeah so i so i've i've done lots of meetings that where i've met in restaurants uh or um you know somewhere but it has to be obviously be quiet enough to be able to have freedom to talk and connect and taking your network a step further we for our group i told them look i'm bringing 20 people to know about your co-working space or your restaurant in every month that's a huge yeah. value so don't be afraid to kind of negotiate if they say, oh, it's, there's a food minimum of $500 per visit. You go, come on, this is 20 people that wouldn't visit your restaurant once a month, and now they will. So be, be encouraged. Don't be shy, as Lauren says, to just talk about the value of you bringing physically those members all to the same place. I think it's important to, to note. Oh, we're getting lots of questions. Um, okay. Uh, yes, we'll have a copy of these slides available for downloads. Once again, we're live streaming this on the wsource.com. We'll have both a podcast version and a recording of this webinar as well as the slides for download. So all of it will be available on the website and all future episodes as well. So that'll be a great resource for your group if you decide to want to bring this to a meeting or you have some ideas. Mm -hmm. um, Lauren, can we get a quick review of the clear list? Do you mean create a feeder list from the other person's LinkedIn? What else can you do to come up with other leads the person might know if they're not big on LinkedIn? Great question. I love all these proactive students. Um, I'll email to everyone afterwards kind of what an example of it looks like. Um, but you, you have to, for LinkedIn, you have to be a connection with them. And in general, I'd encourage you guys to be LinkedIn connections with everyone in your WSource group, just as a basic. That's a good thing. Um, but when your first connection, that's when then you can go into the search tab and you can type in the variety of industries or if you want business owners. Um, I work a lot with mortgage companies and so I'll type in branch manager because they're usually an, an, uh, the, the manager, the guy in charge at different mortgage companies. Um, so you can type in those as keywords, locations, industries, and just I would pull up um, usually a list. I try to get a list under 100, and I try to narrow it down to what I want. And then I'll just kind of scroll through. Sometimes I know people already that are on there. I've already talked to them. Sometimes people are like, ooh, yeah, I really wanted to meet so-and-so, so I'll put their name. And some people are names I've never even heard of before, but oh, well, I'll throw it on. So. Um, and that's what I do. It usually takes me about, I'd say, 15 to 20 minutes to make a LinkedIn list like this. 
Um, this is a great thing to assign to an assistant. So if you have an assistant, uh, you can definitely involve them. Um, my sister, I, I definitely find there's some people she put on there and they're already clients of mine and I'll kind of laugh. Um, so sometimes the assistants don't know all the, um, uh, the ins and outs, but give yourself about 20 minutes or so to make one before your meeting. It will pay back in dividends for taking that time to prepare um, for the meeting. So that's one way. If they are not proactive on LinkedIn, um, heck yeah. So um, you can... I know different industries are different. So sometimes, yeah, Facebook maybe wouldn't be beneficial to look into. Um, but you can be thinking of um, maybe you can do a Google search for their companies for like, competitor companies or similar companies. So like, so if I know, so if I'm Dina and I want to meet financial advisors and I'm connecting with Hana, maybe I'll type in names of other financial planning firms in town or I'll think of um, and I'll write in like principles uh, I'll just from people's websites of key people I'd like to know, because it's more likely that Hana knows them directly than I do. Um, and so that can help to key up some conversations. So feel free to use our friend Google to, um, to help supplement um, if, you're, if they are not big on LinkedIn. Um, and a random side note on LinkedIn, um, this is kind of funny, but people, you know, there's that endorsement part. Um, usually people who are endorsing others, it's because they actually know them well, usually don't endorse strangers. And so that's a good place as well to get names um, is to see like if there's they've had, you know, 80 endorsements about sales or customer service or something. Uh, those are good names. That's a good list to look at because they're typically people who know them well. This is a fantastic tee up to our next episode, which is with Marketing Maven and Lindsay um, is going and there'll be more details coming shortly, but she's specifically talking about LinkedIn and how to optimize your profile. For, for, so for those of you that are sitting there going, wow, I'm really behind or I could use some optimization, don't worry, we got you covered. This is a perfect com like combo to, to link it yeah. up for the next meeting. All right, awesome. we've got a few more minutes to ask a few more questions. So. Um, Okay, so the other question, it's also helpful to give the referrer an idea of how you would approach the referral. So they're reassured you won't be obnoxious or too forceful. A reason why yeah. people can be reluctant to refer. Do you have any tips or tricks on that? Um, yeah, I love what, what um, that person wrote. So um, uh, yeah, there is this fear factor of like, oh, you know, don't, please don't badger them. Um, I, I remember I, uh, there was a woman who sold shakes and I introduced, gave her my sister's name and my sister said she won't stop calling me. Um, so I think it is important to, um, you know, first of all, to ask like, hey, do you mind giving them a heads up that I'll be calling, right? So that's if you're doing a direct phone call. That's where I do like the email introduction because it kind of, formally puts it on both ends. Um, I think using some, um, uh, if you know that person is particularly sensitive or you're sensitive about that person, like it's a key relationship that you're really, like you really guard and hold close to you, uh, then let them know. Let them know that sensitive uh, in the sense of, um, please, if, when you reach out to them, make sure to, um, you know, I've even had this, um, Hana, from people from your office, I got introduced and, and Annie said, if she doesn't respond to you, just leave it at that, put it in her court. Okay. Um, so I was, I was kind of teed up to say, don't do persistent follow-up, let it be in her court. She mentioned this, but I don't know how much she actually is looking into it. Um, and I thought that was really wise. So if there are key per relationships or personalities you're cautious about, then awesome. Tell the person and tell them how you would best suggest um, like that introduction or that follow-up to be, if it's not just a traditional black and white case. Yeah, one of the things I like to do, because there's so much confidentiality in what I do, and, and especially in some yeah. of the law and CPA worlds, especially when you're dealing with this finance idea, it's sometimes just set up a lunch with the person. So if you're really, you know, if this person really needs to get their estate plan done or really needs to meet with a CPA to file their taxes for next year with somebody different, set up a neutral party, maybe take them out to lunch, take all three of them and say, I'll bring her to the lunch and then you can interview her and then you and I can meet afterwards and let me know what you think. So you're protecting your relationship and all you're doing is trying to facilitate the introduction. So even hosting the meeting at your own office saying, I'll bring that person in, she can talk for 15 minutes, you guys can get to know each other, and then you and I can go ahead and meet on everything else we've got. And that's a really nice way for a really valued partner 
or somebody that you're really concerned about because you're still seen as the, the person that they're connected with and you're just trying to, to help them along. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the biggest thing that we want to be, um, I guess, known as, as a good connector is, is I, I often, um, some funny phrases that I'll say if, if when someone's introducing me or if they're, or if they're cautious, I can tell they're cautious. Uh, I usually tell them this thing we call, um, you know, it's, you're creating like an, an environment where people can say no. And so you're telling them, hey, if they're interested in working with me, great. And if not, it's no big deal. Um, as well as I always tell people, I'm the easiest person to say no to. So if they're, if it's not a right fit, no problem at all. Um, so I really try to enter the referrals I get. Um, I try to let the referrer know I'm, I will not badger. I'm here to work with people who are excited to work with me. And if it's not fit, no big deal. So kind of approaching with that mentality, uh, referrals obviously have more likelihood of closing um, or more of a likelihood of working, but it's not a slam dunk and it's okay. Um, we don't need to suck the life out of every referral. Perfect. I think we have time for one more question. Um, this is a great one and a great way to kind of close us out. If someone wanted to work with you and have them help in them making more money and growing their business, how would they contact you and, and what's, what, what essentially is your structure? Yeah, great question. Um, so I love, I always do a complimentary session. So if anyone, you know, out, out in the WSTARS land wants to connect, I've actually done some guest speaking as well, even via phone to some WSTARS groups where we, we put me on speakerphone or video chat um, or came to the group directly. So um, if I can help in any way to help you guys grow, this is my like passion, my calling. I love, I love doing this. And so um, if you have like that, um, I know that Hannah's introduced me to a couple of WSource um, members who were just like, you know, I'm just feeling frustrated. I'm feeling stuck. I feel like I don't have structure. And it was really neat because even in that, just the, a complimentary kind of call, we call it, like have doing a, like a business plan. Um, we were able to really figure some ways for them to grow. And um, if people wanted to work with me directly, then uh, it's one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, so it's all customized. And it's uh, two sessions a month, and it's, it's just a really fun way to push yourself and grow and get some outside perspective um, for your year. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, this is Lauren's contact information. You're welcome to reach out to her, or I will also bring up her profile on the WSource, um, and you can see her there. Uh, that's all the time we have today. If anyone would like to know more about Lauren and what she's doing in the referral space, please feel free to contact her directly. This, along with future episodes, as I mentioned, will be available for download on the WSource website. We'll email out a recording along with the slides, or if you're an audio-only kind of person, we'll have it available for podcasts. I'm going to bring some of these great ideas to my next WSource meeting because I feel like if we're all using the same template, then it's okay for us all to ask and not be shy. So, Lauren, thank you so much, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Yes, be brave, have fun, and uh, really enjoy and get the most out of your experience in WSource. So I'm excited to hear lots of good success stories of you guys applying some of these techniques. Fantastic. Awesome. Okay, bye. Thank you. This, along with future episodes, is available for download at thewsource.com. You're listening to the W Wisdom Series. Have a great rest of your day.